0: It's been three years since the PCI data security standard has been updated, but in November, version 3.0 will be published. In the wake of so many recent retail and payment processor network attacks, the issuance of this update is timely. And here, Bob Russo, general manager of the PCI Security Standards Council, discusses the update the industry can expect. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Bob, today the PCI Council has issued some points expected to be highlighted in the new standards that will be issued in November. Can you walk us through some of those points?
1: Sure, Tracy. Thanks for having me today. Right, so this week we're going to be publishing a preview of what the expected changes are that are coming in version 3.0 for the PCI data security standard, the DSS as well as the PCI uh, Application Data Security Standard, or the PA DSS. And the changes will help companies make uh, DSS part of their business-as-usual activities by introducing a lot more flexibility, an increased focus on education and awareness, and security really is a shared responsibility. So uh, some of the key updates will include recommendations on making uh, PCI DSS business-as-usual and best practices for maintaining ongoing uh, PCI DSS compliance. Moving security policy and operational procedures from requirement 12 pretty much into each requirement, Uh, incorporating the tips and guidance from our navigating PCI DSS guidance document right into the standard itself. More flexibility and education around password, strength and complexity, new requirements for uh, point of sale terminal security, more robust requirements for penetration testing and validating segmentation. There will be some considerations for cardholder data in memory, enhanced testing procedures to clarify uh, the level of validation expected for each requirement, and expanded software development lifecycle security requirements for the PADSS application vendors that include threat modeling. So overall, the updates will give organizations a strong a flexible security architecture with uh, principles that can be applied to their unique technology, uh, payment, and business environments as well.
0: Now, Bob, this is the first update to the PCI data security standard, as well as the payment application data security standard you mentioned, to be issued since 2010. What impact has the decision to update those standards every three years rather than every two had this time around, and how has this allowed the update to be more timely?
1: So that's a really good question. So yes, uh, by way of background for your listeners, in 2010, based on the feedback that we got from the PCI community, we changed from a two-year process for updating the standards to a three-year process. Um, and the additional year provides us a longer period to gather feedback and more time for organizations to actually implement the changes before new versions released. Uh, and in this case, Uh, The additional time also allowed us for more feedback to come through, uh, and as a result, we're introducing more changes uh, with version 3.0 than we did with version 2.0.
0: Now, as you mentioned in the introduction, Bob, this time around, there's been more emphasis placed on the need for merchant education and well-defined best practices for card and payment processing. Why is education such a big focus this time around?
1: Well, you know, with this in mind, updates to the standards are geared towards helping organizations better understand the intent of the requirements and how to properly implement and maintain the controls across their business. So changes to the PCI DSS and the PA DSS will help drive education and build awareness internally with business partners and customers as well.
0: From your perspective, how do you think education is going to be successful? What will it help to address from a security standpoint?
1: Well, you know, we've seen a lack of education and, you know, awareness in a lot of the breaches that we're seeing today. I mean, just look at any of the latest forensic reports that we see. And, you know, it underscores the need for more education and awareness. And, of course, education and awareness is really an ongoing process. So, you know, it becomes more and more important you know, as we make changes to these standards and we move forward, that we keep up with the educational portion of this. And of course, you know, as they say, security is a shared responsibility. And that means that everybody needs to be educated on uh, what these standards are, and more importantly, how to keep up with them and uh, how to maintain them so they help you stay secure.
0: And then what about the best practices? What kind of guidance is the council offering where these best practices are concerned?
1: Yeah, you know, this is something that we're really excited about this year. The majority of the questions that we receive in the council about the standards are actually addressed in the Navigating PCI DSS Resource Guide that we have, but we found that there are a lot of people who really aren't aware that the guide is out there. We're now adding all of this great information right into the standard. So you can see in an explanation in the context of the requirements, they're more simple, they're easy to understand, the language is easier to understand, and we're providing tips on ways to go about meeting the requirements and more. Uh, so this added feature will be part of each requirement now. Another new section that's planned is the best practices for making uh, PCI DSS part of your business-as-usual activities. Again, you know the real challenge we're seeing now is around implementation and maintenance of the standard. So we think this addition, along with the changes throughout the standard, focused on practical considerations and recommendations for building in security controls into your business, will go a long way in helping organizations improve their PCI DSS programs and move away from that checkbox mentality that everybody generally has when you talk about compliance. It's a good way to look at PCI now is that you should use it as your compass and not your roadmap.
0: Bob, you touched on breaches. Was this focus a response to these recent retail and payment processing breaches, or was there another reason to address these third-party security challenges? What's happening in terms
1: of the breach landscape and current security challenges are really the drivers along with the feedback that we receive from the PCI participating organizations and the assessors for the updates that we're making in the standard. So, you know, as you mentioned, the forensic reports and the incidents we're seeing over the past several months point to self-protection, and vulnerabilities introduced by third parties as really two of the key trouble spots for organizations that we've been seeing and organizations that have been breached. Malware is generally not really the root cause of these breaches. The attackers are able to install this malware onto a system because other missing controls allow them to have access. For example, weak vendor supply default passwords, insufficient firewall rules, things like that.
0: So, Bob, how is the standard being redefined to better address some of those risks?
1: Well, with version 3.0, we're really focusing on helping organizations shore up these controls. For example, adding clarification that default passwords for security software, you know, like file integrity monitoring, must be changed when you do the installation. By focusing on daily log reviews, on security relevant logs and critical systems, and by enhancing controls in the PADSS for payment applications to enforce changing the default vendor passwords during the installation process. So the focus is less on specific risks and threats and more on helping organizations build the controls into their business-as-usual activities so they have the proper measures and mechanisms in place to identify, react to, and mitigate these risks and problem areas. And at the same time, more rigorous testing procedures for validating proper implementation of the requirements are going to help organizations drive and maintain control Across all of their businesses.
0: Now, Bob, as you've noted, weak passwords and authentication challenges, as well as inconsistency in assessments, also are noted in this update that's coming out in November. The inconsistency in assessments has been a growing point of criticism. How does the update address assessment improvements?
1: Right. You know, in, in their feedback, merchants and other organizations emphasized authentication challenges and a desire for more consistency. Uh, among assessments as key areas that we needed to address in the updates. So we're making a few different changes in terms of authentication, incorporating more education on choosing and implementing effective passwords, uh, and providing flexibility for alternative ways to meet the requirements for authentication. To drive improved consistency in the assessments, we're making changes to the testing procedures to make it very clear what level of validation is expected for each requirement. So previously we said verify there are fire safety controls in place, as an example, Uh, and now we're spelling it out, basically saying observe the fire protection system and confirm that the alarm battery works, that the sprinkler system is active and filled with water, and that the fire doors will uh, resist up to a specific temperature and close the property. Additionally, throughout the standards, we've built in more education around the intent of each of the requirements so that those implementing their standards uh, in their organization have more information regarding, you know, what the goal of the controls is and how they need to be implemented.
0: So let's talk a little bit, Bob, about updates noted in the PADSS relative to expanded software development. Can you walk us through some of the points that are highlighted there?
1: Sure. You know, we're pretty excited about some of the enhancements planned for PADSS that we think will help drive more secure software development. And I mentioned earlier that uh, one of the key themes in version 3.0 is around security as a shared responsibility. So many of the changes that we're making focus on emphasizing security in various pieces of the process. For example, we're still seeing compromises happen because organizations think that uh, they have a PADSS DSS validated application in place, then they're secure, when in reality, if the application is not set up correctly or installed in the right way, not only does it not support PCI DSS compliance, but it's also not secure. So we're making changes that clarify this and are adding requirements that will focus on training and education for those that are actually installing the application in our QIR program, as an example. Additionally, a big part of the changes to PADSS focus on driving security into the development lifecycle process, such as enhanced requirements for system development processes, including periodic security reviews, verifying the integrity of the source code, and threat modeling Uh, all needing to be done before the final release of the software from the vendor.
0: Now, additional feedback will be collected during the PCI community meetings that will take place this fall, Bob, before the finalized version 3.0 is issued. What should organizations be thinking about between now and then?
1: Well, you know, the PCI uh, participating organizations and the assessors have a chance to attend our community meetings, as you said, and discuss the standards, updates, and ask questions they'll actually get draft copies of the standards plus a detailed summary of the changes between version two and version three a couple of weeks before the meetings actually take place. So between now and then, there are a few things that we can recommend first. Review this change highlights document now and get a sense of the changes coming and their impact on your organization. Talk with the folks inside your business uh, as an example who are responsible for security and make sure that they're aware of what the updates are. Second, make sure to attend the webinar we'll be running that will talk about these changes in more depth. Uh, You can visit our website for details and register for that webinar as well. And lastly, if you're part of the PCI community, make sure to review the draft standards and summary of changes before coming to the community meeting so that you're informed on what the updates are and can get your questions addressed while you're at the meeting.
0: Bob, I'd like to thank you again for your time this morning.
1: Sure, Tracy. Thank you.
0: Again, we just heard from Bob Russo of the PCI Security Standards Council. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.